0: This is Amy Boris, CII's Deputy Director, and I'm speaking with Council Research Analyst Gabriel Morey about CII's campaign to persuade U.S. public companies that have not adopted majority voting for directors to get on board. Electing directors by majority vote when there is an uncontested election for board seats is widely regarded as a core corporate governance best practice. Today, nearly 90% of S&P 500 companies use the majority vote standard in some form. That progress reflects sustained efforts by CII and a steady stream of letters and shareholder proposals from member funds including the United Brotherhood of Carpenters, California Public Employees' Retirement System, and California State Teachers' Retirement System. But beyond large cap companies, majority voting still has a long way to go. According to FactSet, just 29% of Russell 2000 companies use a majority vote standard in uncontested elections. Why does this matter? Well, most mid-cap and small-cap companies elect directors by plurality vote. With plurality voting, the nominees who receive the most four votes are elected to the board until all board seats are filled. What that means is that in an uncontested election, all a nominee needs to be elected is one four vote. Plurality voting makes for rubber stamp elections and entrenched directors. In 2016, CII launched an ambitious letter-writing campaign aimed at coaxing mid- and small-sized companies to adopt majority voting. The idea from this came indirectly from the corporate secretary of a mid-cap company, who I met at a conference where I was speaking about the value of majority voting. He told me he agreed that majority voting was the right way to elect directors, but admitted that his company had yet to adopt it. When I asked him why, he said, well, no one ever asked us to. So CII decided we would start asking. To be fair, Calsters and CalPERS annually write to dozens of Russell 3000 companies without majority voting asking them to adopt it. But there are so many companies to cover, and CII staff thought we could help buttress our members' efforts. Gabriel Morey did the research and drafted CII's letters to companies. Gabriel, could you explain majority voting to our listeners and tell us what type of majority voting CII supports?
1: Absolutely, Amy. Um, So majority voting is one of those issues that seems simple in theory, but the harder you look at it, the more complex it becomes. Uh, So, you know, as you mentioned before, historically, companies have elected directors using a plurality vote standard, where the director with the most votes or the directors with the most votes win election to the board. Um, And that's a great system when there are more candidates than board seats, what we'd call a contested election. But most elections are uncontested, uh, with the same number of candidates running as there are board seats. In this case, plurality voting allows a candidate to win election with just one favorable vote. And to make matters worse, most companies don't allow shareholders to vote against a candidate. They provide options to vote for or withhold. But that withhold vote is not the same as an against, it's actually an abstention and so shareholders have no option to actually remove a director that they don't support. Some companies have tried to get around this problem by instituting a Plurality Plus policy where directors who get fewer votes for than withheld must give their resignation and let the other directors decide whether to accept or reject it. So again, you have the board controlling the entire process, picking the candidates who run, and then if the shareholders reject those candidates, throwing out the vote results to keep the failed director on the board. And unfortunately, in the last five years, we've seen the percentage of failed directors who actually leave the board fall from 44% in 2012 to just 19% last year. Uh, So in response, CII has been advocating what we call a, a consequential majority vote standard. And essentially what that means is that we're asking companies to require a director to receive more votes for than against to win election. No ifs, ands, or buts. The director's just off the board. And if they fail to receive a majority vote, the board does get 180 days to find a replacement. But that director cannot stay on past that 180-day mark.
0: Why should a company where a director failed to win majority support allow that director to remain on the board for up to half a year?
1: It seems pretty odd that we'd allow the director to stay on, but it's actually necessary to provide a holdover period to allow companies to find their replacements. So a lot of times exchanges like NASDAQ and New York Stock Exchange require that certain board positions be filled or even that a certain number of directors sit on a board to allow a company to list. So if a vital board member loses election and there's no holdover period in place, a company risks losing its stock listing. So that 180-day holdover is actually necessary.
0: When did CII's letter-writing campaign kick off, and and how many companies is CII writing to in all?
1: So we began our campaign last summer, and just to make it more targeted, we used FactSet to break up the Russell 3000 into a couple different batches, each one consisting of about 200 letters. Uh, The first batch was sent on August 1st of last year, 2016, and targeted the 191 Russell 1000 companies, those are larger cap companies, that still used plurality voting. And we included those, you know, specific companies that had a resignation policy in that list too. Since that first batch, every letter group that we've sent has just targeted smaller cap Russell 2000 companies that use plurality voting without a resignation policy. So between those two big groups, we've sent 984 letters to 984 companies So far, we've reached every single Russell 2000 company without a resignation policy. And that's actually a pretty big deal because even though we use FactSet, we had to hand collect every address for each company. It was uh, quite a bit of time.
0: A labor-intensive operation, to be sure. Oh, yeah. So what's the response been? What are you hearing back from the companies?
1: The response rate has been pretty good. We've had 117 companies, or 11% of those that we've written to, respond to us either by letter, email, or phone. And it, that rate has generally been higher for the larger companies. You know, for instance, the first letters that we sent that went to the larger cap Russell, 1,000 companies, we had about a 25% response rate, and it's fallen each batch since if we as we've descended down the Russell 3,000 in terms of market cap. So, of course, these responses are always welcome. They run the gamut from we received your letter and we'll talk it over to we've decided to implement majority voting. And of course, the latter is what we actually care about. We want people to implement majority voting. And that's where the campaign gets really exciting to me. But so far, we've had 53 companies, or 5% of those that we've written to, actually adopt a majority voting standard after receiving one of our letters. And that's a significant number. And it doesn't count the companies that adopted a majority vote right before our letter arrived. So we've seen a pretty significant number of companies follow through on what we've asked. Most of those companies uh, adopted majority voting through a simple board vote, but a fair number also sponsored a proposal at their annual meetings. And then uh, finally, lastly, uh, we're waiting on results for seven more proposals that have either gone to a vote, um, typically shareholder proposals, and the company hasn't implemented yet in the bylaws, or it's a management proposal that's just waiting to be voted on.
0: In the U.S., unlike in the U.K. and other major markets, There is no uniform standard for majority voting. Private ordering, company-by-company adoption of majority voting, has taken different forms. What are the main ways that companies have embraced majority voting in the U.S.?
1: So I I wish I could say that all the companies that we wrote to were embracing a consequential majority vote standard, but that, that just isn't the case. And we knew that going into the campaign. Instead, what's happened is that most companies have implemented the next best regimen, which is uh, called majority plus resignation. So under that standard, directors need more votes for than against to win a seat on the board. But if they fail to receive that majority, a pre-submitted resignation letter goes into effect that the rest of the board members choose whether or not to accept or reject. So while it isn't consequential, you know, the board still has some deference, it does create a legal right that you have to get more votes for than against to win, and possibly more importantly, it increases pressure on companies to accept those resignations.
0: What can CII members do to encourage more companies to adopt majority voting?
1: Well, if, if you're an asset owner, definitely write to your portfolio companies and ask them about adopting a majority voting standard. It's a great start, and I think our campaign really shows that sometimes a simple ask is the most useful way and the lowest cost way to get people to adopt it. You know, if that doesn't work, consider submitting shareholder proposals for majority voting or definitely support proposals from other asset owners for majority voting if your letters and calls and meetings aren't getting traction with the company. And that kind of, you know, the, the market's going in that direction. Many companies are still nervous about what happens when a director loses under a consequential majority standard. And sometimes just having that conversation about what a holdover period is and about other companies that have adopted it, is enough to get the ball rolling and to to make people a lot more comfortable with the idea.
0: Thanks, Gabriel. To learn more about majority voting and CII's letter campaign, members can visit the Majority Voting for Directors page of CII's website. From the homepage, www.cii.org, click on the Issues and Advocacy button, then go to Director Elections. Thank you.